All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome. It's a new show. Not same as the old show, if anybody knows that one. If not, I'm staying quiet. I'm staying anonymous this time. Hello, it's Lighthouse Shock Jock number one. And a little bit about myself before we get started, I guess. Uh, So I was in radio for a while and decided that, you know what, I would rather be somewhat anonymous because I want to get spicy. I want to say the stuff that I really want to say, but at the same time, I want to have a good time too. I want to have some fun. I'm primarily active on Twitter, right? And the thing that everybody says about Twitter is that it's a hellhole, and I disagree with that. Everybody that says that Twitter's a cesspool and a hellhole, uh, they just don't know how to curate their own Twitter, I guess. And I personally see Twitter as like a way out. I see it as a way, if you use it productively and if you use it optimally, to you know, maybe make something happen for yourself. And so that is the point of what I'm trying to do here. I'm kind of tired of working for, uh, uh, God, I don't want to say corporate radio because I was never really doing that in the first place, but the industry itself is corporate as fuck right now. And I don't want to blame that on the fact that, you know, uh, the biggest, at least to me, the one that I see the most market exposure of, the biggest company out there right now is, for instance, iHeart. And iHeart is legitimately the biggest fucking corporate drone, like, quote-unquote, woke company that there is. And I don't know. I'm just... Hate it. I hate it all. I used to listen to Howard Stern back in the day. Still kind of do. Still go back and listen to old ones just to kind of really get a feel, you know, for, like, what it means to do what we do here you probably listen to oh god my voice just broke there jesus you guys probably just listen uh i say just that's not meant to be derisive but you probably listen to a lot of podcasts right i would assume that if you're listening to a podcast called lighthouse shock jock right then i would assume that you're probably kind of a little bit familiar with the game maybe but here's the thing though most of them are boring as fuck most of them are terrible most of them are scripted most of them are lifeless uh corporate drones who especially now in the year 2023 they just you know they shove a script into an algorithm into an ai and it pops out a fucking corporate drone script it's kind of annoying and also i have by the way i have zero interest in true crime so if you're looking for uh, the latest and greatest true crime podcast, <laughs> then you're, you're not going to get it here. What we're going to do on Lighthouse Shock Jock is, you know, it's going to be kind of an old style radio show, although it's just me sitting here by myself. I'm staying anonymous for now. I'm sure I'll be doxxed in good time, especially... Uh, the inflammatory stuff that is going to come out of my mouth. Just trust me. It's it's going to happen at some point. Not that I'm really trying to hide it. I'll be okay with getting doxxed when it happens. But for now, I would like to keep my identity a secret so I can say some spicy stuff. That's because, unfortunately, as toxic as Twitter is, that's kind of how you have to use it. I'll go over this in the next episode because I'm writing an article about this 
about how to properly interact with big Twitter accounts uh, because most people are stupid and contribute to the poisonous discourse that we see on there already as it is. But uh, so I'm recording this right now on Mother's Day, March 14th, 2023. Not that that's relevant because I would like to think that this will be evergreen content kind of, but I'm recording this on Mother's Day, okay? And I probably should have waited to record this until either maybe the next day or sometime a little bit later on in the week because there's just something. And that's kind of... you. Have you guys seen those memes where... uh. What what's the one that I'm talking about? The one where like the guys will go to therapy meme. How how the fuck is it set up? It's the guys will do anything except go to therapy. And one of the most prominent punchlines in those memes are the the start a podcast <laughs> guy memes. Guys will go to or guys will start a podcast, but they won't go to therapy. That's the one. I don't know why it took me so long to get to memes. Look, I turned thirty this year, people. Um, my brain is already starting to go. Come on, you got to give me a little bit of the benefit of the doubt. Cut me some slack here, please. But that's the meme, right? Is the guys will go to therapy or will start a podcast, but they won't go to therapy. And so that's kind of one of the things that we'll be doing. I'll talk about some of the stuff that's going on in life. You know, maybe some life lessons that we can extract from the world. One of them is going to be uh, today. It, I'm going to hit a little bit of a heavy topic. And the reason that I even recorded this today instead of waited until I got my head clear a little bit later is because I had today a knockdown, like drag out shouting match with my mom. I went over to her house today for uh, what was supposed to be a Mother's Day celebration. And it did not, it did not go well. Like it did not go well enough to where I'm reconsidering. It was paradigm shifting. Even I'm reconsidering my entire relationship with my mother. And if this were a live show, which we'll get there at some point, if this were a live radio show, it, it will be at some point, but I'm doing that thing that you're supposed to do where I'm not waiting until I can set everything up perfectly and I'm just doing it. We're just going. We are just going, baby. I don't care. I don't care, but we'll end up broadcasting the show live and taking some of your phone calls at some point. But stuff is in the works. I just wanted to get this out there. So I had a knockdown, drag out. I don't want to. Ugh, I was about to say fight, but you know, I just chugged a Red Bull, and I'm just straight going. I'll get to that in just a second. But some other stuff that I want to get to on the show today, I guess, is uh, I want to talk about some of the stuff that I've been watching too. So this will cover a lot of stuff. The show is just it, the show is a talk radio show. Okay, it's it, what you would tune into if you don't have internet. You're out in fucking rural Pennsylvania and you're listening to an AM talk radio show. I would like to think of myself not to pigeonhole me into a role here, but I would like to think of myself as the the not far left kind of reasonable version of uh howard stern trying to pick up where he left off in the 90s because he let's be honest he kind of made this medium just he made it the way it is in a sense and i'm sure we'll dive into that as more episodes of the show go on but i'm really procrastinating 
God, I haven't fully... I spent the whole fucking day thinking about this, too, and I still haven't really figured out how to quite put it into words. But it's going to be a dark... It's going to be a dark topic because everybody that would hypothetically call in if we were doing a live show, that's the point that I was getting at earlier. This is going to be a thing that happens, by the way, doing a one-person show. Remember, uh, if anybody watched or listened to the fucking Bill Burr podcast back in the day, that's what the show was. It was Bill Burr. He's funny as fuck. Dude, he's... Bill Burr's great, even though he's kind of also kind of, I don't want to say controlled opposition now because that sounds very online, but Andy didn't lose. It's not like he lost the magic either. It's just there's some kind of spark that's missing now that he used to have. But anyway, if you went, if you listen to his podcast back in the day, that's all it was. It was just him fucking sitting there with a microphone rambling for an hour and a half, two hours, God knows how long. And the thing that made it great was that it was funny. It was great. So we'll do some of that stuff. We'll talk about the current events, uh, culture. I do like, don't get me wrong, since that's where I come from. It's where my allegiances lie. We'll talk about radio at some point. Probably not today because I still have the fight with my mom in my head that I'm going to tell all of you about. And maybe allow you to I don't want to say reevaluate because I'm not trying to like black pill anybody into having a bad relationship with their parents especially on Mother's Day that would be terrible of me that'd be terrible of me to convince everybody to go and have a fight with their mom on Mother's Day that that doesn't sound good but I I had to nonetheless I'll get to some of that in a sec I don't know. I, f- I just feel like I'm over explaining the show. It's been it's been six months since I've been on the air last. So have have some patience with me. We'll get it out eventually. If, if you're watching the, the Twitter video version of this, then whew, I'm sorry. I'm fucking sorry, people. I also don't realize since I used to do live shows that I have the power to edit all of this out if I wanted to. And if you're watching on YouTube, no, you're not on drugs. Or, no, wait, maybe you are on drugs because, no, that background image is not moving. The lighthouse is not moving. There's nothing animated about that picture. I think it's just you're on drugs. So if the lighthouse background is moving for you, then uh, you might want to go see a doctor. (laughs) (laughs) So coming up on uh, the second half of the show, after I get to the knockdown drag out fight with my mom, uh, we'll get to... That sounds pathetic. I hate saying it like that. I, you know, what? I'm just going to fucking rip the bandaid off. So I have to. God, I almost feel like I have to dive into my whole family history on episode number fucking one of the new brand new podcast, baby. <laughs> God, how preposterous is that? So I'll do that on the first half. Second half, I'll talk about some of the shows that I've been watching. Succession has been really good lately and while i get that you know you probably want to avoid just being a complete consumer uh succession is one of the shows i'm giving you my okay to go watch succession it's fucking good man it's one of the only good shows that are out there right now maybe a couple of other ones too it's i mean it's not that they're bad i don't know it Ted Lasso is just too positive for me, man. It's good, but like, it's too, uh, it's too flowery. 
You really think those you really think those soccer players in that locker room would act like that? Like, come on. <laughs> I I know. I know I know it's the shtick. I know it's the shtick. Just don't. Don't don't fucking annihilate me for that. So what what do we, what do we want to do first, honestly? I'm not really sure where to where to land here. We'll just we'll vibe for a little bit. I'll think out loud. Do we want to start with shows? Do we want to start with uh or do we want to start with <laughs> the fight that I had with my mom on fucking Mother's Day? You know, we might we're I already teased it. We're gonna have to start with that. Thirteen minutes in. Wow, it only took me thirteen minutes to get to the point of the show. Nice. <laughs> All right, so a little bit of background, right? Uh my family my mom and dad got divorced when I was uh very young. I would say in like early elementary school, probably like when I was in third or fourth grade, right? And uh that would put me at how the fuck old are you at third or fourth grade? That's like what? Eight, nine, ten years old? Something like that? I don't know. Around that age. Around that age is where my parents got divorced, right? So obviously we have that point of establishment that, you know, I come from a broken family. It's fucked me up in ways that I haven't quite, you know, realized trauma that I haven't really been able to break down until fairly recently in life. And I don't know, we might get to might get to some of that at some point too. So, hey, that's a piece, an important piece of context to consider, right? Now, the reason that uh at least was presented to me that my parents got divorced was because a like my dad first of all struggled with uh addiction. He was an alcoholic, he was uh, was a drug addict. He's been sober for I'd say the better part of like 6 to 7 years now. And while we had a rocky and distrustful relationship before, my dad is one of the people that I've grown closer to since he got sober. And since he's been going to like AA meetings, he found God even. He converted to, I don't want to say he didn't convert to Christianity because he has a more like spiritual, non-religious uh, sense of God. So that's another key aspect of it too. So my parents got divorced, come from a kind of a somewhat broken alcoholic addiction fueled household. And so one of the things that uh I appreciate my mom for and I'm going to have to I'm going to have to lead with this first of all. Is I'm going to have to start with the good stuff. I I guess we'll do the classic compliment sandwich because I'm I'm going to tear her apart in a sense, in some way. And a lot of that is going to be my responsibility. And I realize that. But <sighs> one of the common pieces of knowledge when you get older, one of the things that I was told, one of the things that I learned from Twitter, which changed my life, by the way, I'll go over that on the next episode about how Twitter fucking changed my life, which sounds weird. But if you're one of those people whose lives were changed by Twitter too, you'll understand when I get to it. Stay tuned. Follow, like, subscribe. Do the fucking uh, influencer thing. But uh, what was I talking about before that? Something about, I don't know, my mom and dad's relationship and how Twitter 
change. Oh, yeah, I was going to say. So one of the, the things that I learned from Twitter, right, is the idea that you cannot fully become an adult until you accept a certain paradigm, right? And that paradigm is that you, no matter what, no matter how bad you think your childhood is, you have to accept responsibility for it. And you have to understand that despite what happened to you, you are now in a position, you yourself, to change whatever circumstances you are in life. You are not a full-fledged adult until you understand that your parents 99% of the time unless they you know had a fucking screw loose and maybe there were some firearms involved and there's stuff going on there maybe mental health issues unless there's a huge screw loose right then uh you have to accept your parents did their best no matter what resentment you may have towards them no matter what uh and i say resentment because i have a lot of it and i'm going to talk about a lot of it because not a lot of it well, a lot of it is probably not fair, but it's important to get out anyway. And while we're only going to get my perspective here, as opposed to hers, I don't know. Anyway, we're 17 minutes in and I haven't even gone into the crux of it. But look, I'm just I'm, we're giving important backstory here. So I come from a divorced family that had heavy addiction sprinkled in throughout it almost explains a lot where i got it from why i have kind of an addictive personality too that takes a lot to fight off and just say no to because it's possible look that's all you got to do you just got to say no right it's it's that easy it seems like it's not that easy but it, it's that easy trust me just say no it's okay it, it, you'll have people telling you you'll have people staring at you why are you saying no to addiction hello the weed's right there it's so juicy <coughs> Just go smoke it. There's a drink. But you don't you, you don't have to do that. You don't have to. You can just say no. It's the D.A.R.E. program from back in the 90s. Just say no. Every time I deviate into a joke, it only exacerbates how nervous and how uncomfortable it makes me to tell this story. But I have to. I have to get it out. Look, if I'm going to be... Uh, a radio host that's honest to myself, I have to be able to get this stuff out. And as soon as you feel that tinge of uncomfortability, uh, a great radio host in around where I live that I grew up with that kind of, uh, I don't want to say goaded me, but convinced me to like talk radio that I grew up with. Uh, I'm not going to say who it is because that would give away my location to people that know me. And again, that that's one step closer to getting doxxed. Do you think I want to get doxxed? You think I want that to happen? No. I don't want people coming to my house. I don't want to get swatted. Maybe I do. It sounds like fun. It actually doesn't. Please don't. <laughs> but he said uh, that the moment you start to feel uncomfortable on the air, and this should not apply. This could be a lesson to take away from this. This doesn't apply to like doing a fucking podcast or doing a radio show or doing anything that's like on the air that's anything that's public-facing whatsoever. Uh how to handle being uncomfortable like I am right now is to go fucking full force into it. And so we have to just, we have to do that. So one of the things that to tie this way, way back to a point earlier that I kind of lost track of as I procrastinated is that I have to say it. 
because I have to say that I love my mom, right? And I'm not saying it because I have to say it. I really do. Like, she's my mother, of course. But one of the things that she doesn't realize, right, is the effect that her emotional chaos had that sh on me and my brother that she refuses to take uh, responsibility for. Okay, so... I'll set up the, here's what happened, right? So it's Mother's Day, and what's going on right now is that I'm kind, I'm struggling a little bit uh, financially. Some stuff has happened. I'm not, I'm not poor off, right? Like, I'm fairly doing kind of okay, right? I can support myself, live by myself. I can pay my bills, even though, you know, there's trouble here and there. I still generally uh, kind of do okay. And I have some other avenues to go make money if I really, really needed to. But the fact is, is that I've had a lot of stuff come up lately. And uh, the last maybe month and a half to two months or so, things have been kind of tight for me financially. And my mom is usually a, a person who understands this. She kind of understands. Well, at least she pretended to until today, right? So here's what I do. I bought a card earlier. I, I'll give a little bit of, uh, of a secret. If you're buying a card for a woman, you pick the one that sounds the most emotional. And so what I'll do is, <laughs> this is going to sound bad, but I'll head right down that fucking Hallmark card aisle. I will find the card that looks the most Jesus-y, that has the most psalms or messages or bible verses on it uh john 16 9 oh baby i that's a probably a real bible verse and uh b not anything that has anything related to a card <laughs> just don't tell me what it is if i'm wrong i was just making a joke but uh i would pick the most jesusy looking card in the the card aisle right i'd pick it up Sounds Jesus-y, sounds emotional, emotional impact, great, sure, print it, cut, wrap, print, go, buy, write, seal, deliver, question mark, question mark, question mark, profit. <clears throat> no, but, uh, so I did that, that's, that's all I could really do, and usually that's okay, right, because the idea is that, uh, sure, I feel like a piece of shit for this year not being able to afford a decent mother's day gift but what i did was about a week ago uh she sent me and my brother a text message basically with her mother's day wish list on it and i made some i made some joke i made some implication that i would get something on that list and i wasn't able to so i go over there just to hang out today because she wanted to hang out on mother's day itself i'm talking about yesterday i guess considering it's uh what is it this doesn't ma this legitimately doesn't matter to anybody listening and i don't know why i'm looking it up but you know it's 114 on 114 a.m on sunday so it's technically mother's day but mother's day hasn't really happened yet this happened yesterday saturday the day before uh i show up to hang out to go see her because she's going to my grandparents house she lives like three hours away i've got to work on monday i cannot make the drive all the way over to grandma's house Cannot do it. So I want to go see my mom. Still, it's Mother's Day. So bring the card, head over there, hand her the card. Does not take very long for her to immediately uh, start complaining. 
and whining about how she's very disappointed that she didn't get anything for Mother's Day. And uh, first of all, I get it. Like, I already feel like a piece of shit for not being able to get anything. And here is uh, here is another key factor that I haven't gone into at all yet. Like, my mental health is really, really struggling right now. It is, it is in a very, very dark place. But it is not anybody else's responsibility around me to, again, like, be responsible for that. So I've kind of held it in. I've been that uh, the bastion of stoicism in not letting it out and not putting that energy out there to the general world, but it has, it's been a struggle. So I am already dealing with, you know, emotional instability myself. I just cannot, I cannot take the complaining. So here's a piece of backstory, right? About five years ago, and this is very, this context is very, very important. And it's going to show exactly God, I want to say this is who my mother is because this is it's a harsh judgment and she's still my mother. Right. And, you know, if I say this, this this is going to sound really, really, really bad, but maybe it's not. I still haven't entirely made up my mind about that. I don't know. Maybe people in the fucking comments and Twitter comments as they blast me for being a piece of shit will kind of help in that sense. I don't know. What do you guys think, Twitter commenters or YouTube commenters? But. About five years ago, right? Uh, I was Baker acted. Now I have I have a history of mental health problems, and another realization that I had to come to in life is you know c- complete complete personal responsibility. And part of accepting complete personal responsibility is realizing where you fucked up, and you know that it's time to like take control of your own life. Now about five six years ago, before I realized this. I was just trapped in the existential crisis of, you know, being stuck in uh, terrible relationships, terrible work, making no money, being uh, in just the most low class kind of position that you possibly could have been in. And uh, I was also a piece of shit because I just I I was lazy and I didn't want to do stuff. So all of that, all of those factors combined, right, my my brain just exploded. And so I had had bad thoughts. I have a history of it. I have a history of, you know, wanting to just put a fucking gun right up there, pull the trigger and see what happens. Not that I don't know what would happen. Look, we all know exactly what would happen there. Unless you fuck up. How could you fuck that up, by the way? <laughs> Look, we live in America, baby. I would have done it a long time ago, but I had a terrible credit score. Then look, a 490 credit score is not going to be able to uh, afford a gun, okay? We heard of that. Remember that fucking... Uh, look, I'll, I'll get back to the stuff with my mom in a second, but just side tangent. Remember that fucking... I think it was Nashville with the, the transgender shooter. I don't think it was... I don't think it was Nashville, but it was a transgender shooter a couple weeks ago that shot up a Christian school, right? And one of the pieces of discourse that happened behind that story, you know, despite the fact that it's uh, basically a media regime kind of cover-up operation. We're, we're, 
where's the manifesto? Hello, media? Anyway, conspiracy theory talk there. I'll, I'll save that. We'll save that. Still, where's the manifesto? Hello? But uh, so one of, one of the main talking points behind that story when it happened, right, was the questioning of, okay, how could the this shooter afford all of these guns and all of that stuff? And the answer is, right, that, you know, what they do is when they decide, hey, I don't want to live anymore. I'm going to go fucking shoot up a school full of little Christian white kids. And I'm going to put all of that on a credit card. And it's not going to matter because I'll be dead. At least that's the idea. But for me, I couldn't do that, baby, because I had a terrible credit score. I spent my whole early 20s like racking up fucking credit card debt and student loan debt. So, you know, look, a 490 credit score is not going to be enough to be able to take out a couple grand to go buy a gun so I can fucking off myself. And so, alas, I was uh, Baker acted for a couple of days and didn't really learn anything over there. It made it worse, but it did stop me from doing what I was going to do at some point. The The reality is, is that I was scared to do it, and so I probably would never have done it anyway, and I just wanted attention, right? Like, I, if anybody else has, like, kind of a baseline struggle like that, be honest with yourself for a second. Like, do, are you really going to do it, or is it just a cry for help? And it's okay, but you should get help regardless, right? But... Afterwards, so after I get out of being Baker Act, after I get out of the the fucking mental hospital for a little while, a couple months goes by. I'm still in a very, like, very rocky state. I'm in, like, my mid-20s. I'm, like, 24, 25 at this point, right? And uh, after getting out of the hospital, I go find a job. I work for, uh, what was this? I, this was the post office at the time, right? Okay, so I spent a couple years at the post office right but when i first started working for it um i it was tough because the post office is if anybody ever has worked for the united states postal service uh it fucking runs you down especially uh if you're somebody that like for instance works for amazon or ups if you're one of the delivery driver type people that was me for a while and it was it was not a fun existence right you're you are literally a subclass human working for one of those places and that is exactly how you get treated, right? Still kind of wish I stayed, though. Uh, not really. There's a part of me that wishes that I stayed because I got some pretty good exercise and made decent money. But it really just was not worth it. So a couple months into the post office, right, I'm having significant, significant mental health problems. And uh, I made a mistake that I did not know would be a mistake at the time is that I called my mom, right? And so another key important piece of context is that she is an emotionally manipulative woman. Like, she is a woman that has problems with relationships. She drove my dad away. She drove me and my brother away by being emotionally manipulative. At, there was a point where my dad was a drug addict, and I knew that I couldn't trust him. But my mom was kind of like this is going to sound bad. She, she was kind of snake-like, right? Where she tried to convince us that we could trust her, but then at key moments, she would very heavily break our trust. And so what she did was she got us to fall under the guise of being able to trust her, and then she would break it. So at the very least, my dad was upfront about being completely untrustworthy because he was a fucking drug addict. The irony is, is that today, right now, on Mother's Day in 2013, I probably trust my, like, six, seven years, five, six, seven years, I don't fucking remember how long it is, sober dad, 
over my mom because my mom is just kind of duplicitous and superficial like that. She's a fucking Real Housewives watcher. She's one of those like, uh, uh, I don't want to say women power types, but she's a, a strong, independent woman that don't need no man. See? Uh, see, look, right-wing Twitter, you guys know exactly where we're going with this, right? You know exactly, exactly where we're going with this. And so I call her about a couple months into the post office, and I'm like, I'm upfront about it. I'm having a complete, complete mental breakdown. Everything is going wrong. Everything is going terribly. I almost feel like I could uh, drop, fall back into that really dark place where I could potentially have like killed myself again. And so I start to get to that point, right? And I don't know if it's just because she's so traumatized or if it's because she's so fucking narcissistic, which is, you know, where I get it from. Maybe it's a little bit of both. But she stops me. She stops me in the middle of that conversation. And she just goes, just no, no, you just no, you can't talk to me about this. I just I just can't handle this right now. And that that like that, that was a paradigm shifter in our relationship that kind of like broke me. I didn't look at her the same again after that, because first of all, in my mind, it was like, hey, first of all, how fucking dare you make this all about yourself? Sounds sounds familiar. It was something that she did quite a bit in our childhood. And it made me like it made me kind of realize in that moment, in that moment, I decided I would never, ever, ever, ever talk to her about another mental health issue that I ever had like ever again. And so fast forward to today when I'm there and God, this was a fucking today was a, also just a whirlwind of every, every possible bad thing happening. My mom was, has been apparently in the five minutes that I talked to her before I fucking stormed out of there in the five minutes that I was there. I learned that, you know, she was trying to quit cigarettes and I have also been trying to quit vaping, um, which I gave up on on my way home <laughs> obviously <laughs> i can been a couple days of no vaping but after that fucking shouting match i slammed right over to one of those fucking uh toxic vape shops that have all the you know very how do i want to how do i want to say this i don't want to say this in a way that's disparaging towards women but look they're all hot don't get me wrong but less than questionable actually i don't even know that that's a little judgy i don't know if i'm gonna do that plus you know i, I like a lot of the people that, that i go to the vape shop that's honestly half the reason that i go i drive fucking 20 minutes to go to one that's in a completely different city because i like talking to the people there so you know that's unfair but i went to the vape shop immediately fucking scooped up two vapes yeah because i needed it so we were both trying to quit nicotine so that was already a fucking recipe for disaster. So she gets to starting to talk to me about how like how disappointed she is that she did not get a Mother's Day gift, which I understand. I understand it completely. Right. It, it's disappointing. And don't get me wrong. I feel like a piece of shit, too, for not having been like being able to afford a nice Mother's Day gift this year. It's just times are tough. My mental health is in a tough spot right now. My finances are in a tough spot right now. I, I can't afford it. And I also did not have like the emotional capacity to hear her bitch at me. I just and I get, you know, maybe that's part of my duty as the son, right, to just sit there and take it. But I couldn't 
I was weak in that moment. I couldn't do it. So she started bitching at me about, oh, one of the things that she said that set me off was that, you know, I already bragged about getting the gift that you said you were going to get me to my my sister and my other sister and my grand and your grandmother. It's an all woman family, by the way, which probably explains the fucking toxicity that goes on there. I'll get into that a little bit later at some point, especially now that, you know, I'm having an anonymous podcast. Back when I was doing back when I had my name out there doing all this stuff, I would get in trouble because my fucking old relatives on my mom's side of the family from fucking Maine would like all listen to the the show. And anytime I talked about the family and anytime I ever said anything or made fun of them, it would always become a huge fucking thing because they're all fucking real housewives drama mongers. Oh, man, I'm ready to go fucking scorched earth, baby which I know is wrong, and I know it makes me a piece of shit for doing, but whatever, whatever, it's what I got to do. But, uh... <laughs> so, okay, so one of my, uh, one of my, like, great aunts or something, I honestly don't even fucking know how, how I'm related to them, because I, honestly, I just do not care about most of my mom's side of the family at all, because they're all fucking toxic women, um, is what she would do is every time I would go to a family gathering, without fail, the last three years, she's an old woman with a, you know, a New England accent, and I, I can't even do the voice. I can't even do the voice. Just, you know what I'm talking about, right? Every single time, they're all kind of religious people, right? They're all like, like fake religious, except for my grandmother, who I know is a true believer. But uh, everybody else, I feel like, is just a, a fake superficial believer. I don't know. Again, maybe that's judgmental. I don't fucking know. But what she would say to me, what this like great aunt or whatever, every fucking time I go to a family gathering she asked me this one time a couple years ago so she tried to tell me about this show after you know we talked about what I do what I did for a living it wasn't for a living it was a side hustle but when I did the old podcast where I had my name out there which I'm not gonna say because so that, so that I don't get doxxed is uh there's this show out there it's called God friended me and it's about God, and it's a podcast. And I'm like, do do you have you have you not listened to anything that I say? Like, you say that you guys listen to the podcast. Have you like not heard a fucking word that I say at all? It's like it's like we're speaking. It's like we're on two different fucking wavelengths. And uh, I don't know it. But every time, every time I go over, have you watched God friended me yet? And uh, if I ever go to another fucking family gathering, which looks unlikely at this point, uh, I'm, I'm almost ready. Like, look, I am not. This is on me for not having done this sooner. I'm not fucking watching God friended me, lady. I swear to God, I'm not doing it. I'm not going to turn on the fucking TV. I'm, I'm watching stuff like it already took me a lot to start watching the shows that I'm watching now, which we'll get to in a few minutes because I really want to talk about like succession for instance, and I started watching that new Kiefer Sutherland show, uh, Rabbit Hole, just because I'm a huge Kiefer Sutherland fan, and I just, I was a huge, huge fan of uh, 24 back in the day. It was great. I loved it. I also really loved hearing Kiefer Sutherland yell at people, where is the bomb? That was my favorite part, and honestly, I got a lot of that in Rabbit Hole, too which is why I liked it. But anyway, uh, back to the, the, back to the, my mom stuff. I have fucking ADD by the way. So like pretend ADD, Red Bull induced ADD. One of them. I don't fucking know if you're still listening at this point. God, first of all, 
Congratulations. <laughs> I'll have to cut. I'll have to chop up this story into like a best of clip because whoo, we went in so many different directions. So, uh, my mom was telling me, or she she was bitching at me about how like how disappointed she is that she didn't get a gift, and this this set me off, and it was entirely not fair to her and i'm going to apologize for yelling her at yelling at her tomorrow as i send her a text to wish her a happy mother's day if it gets that far but uh i'm starting to to believe that our entire relationship is is superficial when i said earlier that this conversation was paradigm shifting it was, and it's been a long, long time since I've gotten in a shouting match with my mom. The last time I got in a shouting match with my mom was when I lived in her apartment, and she did one of those things where she breached my trust. This was like oh, six, seven, eight years ago. I was in my early 20s when this happened, but uh, the last time I got into a really, really loud, just complete shouting match with her was when... Uh, she, one of my best friends that now lives in Colorado had given me a gift. It was, uh, what the fuck was it? I don't, it wasn't DMT. It was something else. It wasn't acid either. It was some other kind of, uh, psychedelic substance that I was going to try. It might've been DMT. I don't remember. I wish I was able to try it, but, uh, what she did one day was she, is snoopy and she goes through all my shit all the time you know she's one of those people that you know virtue signals hey just trust me i'm trustworthy when have i ever broken your trust how about all the times that you have start with that maybe i'm the idiot for not realizing it sooner but whatever uh she's just been that way her whole life she's one of those just emotional emotionally manipulative type people she's she's toxic she's she's a toxic person and uh, the thing that she said that broke me was that, you know, I, I had already bragged. She basically did that. I already bragged to all my friends about this. I can't believe I didn't get my material thing. I can't believe I didn't get my material thing, which, hey, first of all, I already feel like a piece of shit for not being able to afford getting something. And the fact that she knows she knows how to push my fucking buttons, too. And we were both trying to quit nicotine at the time. So I, I lost it. I lost it then. I immediately I look, I, I don't want to fucking hear this right now. And I, I had to tell her, look, I'm struggling with mental health problems right now. And the reason I have never told you about this is because uh, of that story that I told of a few years ago where I told her, look, I'm struggling right now. Again, I think there's a possibility that I'm, I'm thinking really bad thoughts. There's a possibility that I might just do it. And that's when she like puts her fucking uh, fingers in her ears. La, la, la. No, I can't. I, I don't want to hear this right now. I, I just all, it's all about me. I can't hear this. Which I realize now, uh, look, that's on me. I, I was right. It, it should be for my own benefit and her benefit not to let her in on this stuff. Because this stuff is just not meant for her. At least I know now. But I got to telling her in our argument today that, you know, uh, the reason that I, didn't I haven't told you about any of this stuff is because of what happened back then. 
and she she lost it. She like she like doubled down on the emotional manipulation. Like, yeah, yeah, well, you shouldn't be telling me about that anyway. I don't care because I'm trying to talk to you about me. And it's like I don't I don't I don't get it. Like what part of the mother son dynamic is not working out here? Like, are, first of all, hey, aren't you supposed to be my mother? Like, aren't aren't you supposed to be emotionally supportive in that way? Like, I it's it hurts that, you know, I feel like there's a significant thing that I don't want to say that I need help with because it's not like I'm going to her asking for her, to her for help. It's just, look, this is how it is. And I can't even be honest with her because, you know, you got to like dance around her little fucking fee-fees. I don't even know if I got this the story out properly, but we get into a fucking shouting match for the first time in like almost 10 years. And I was there for five minutes. I drove an hour and a half to her house. I was there for five minutes, picked up my umbrella, dipped it the fuck out of there. And honestly, I, after spending the whole day, like rethinking and reexamining our relationship, I'm considering like, <clears throat> keep in mind, by the way, that there are other factors involved that I'm sure I'll get to telling as the history of the show moves on and as it becomes more relevant and as more stories come up that remind, remind me, <clears throat> excuse me, of stuff with my mom. I'm, I'm sure we'll get there at some point, but I'm just basing this off of the fact that she is emotionally manipulative. She's toxic and it's one of those things there's a difference right there's this paradigm where you can know something but you don't really like feel it or acknowledge it or understand it until you see it in action until you see it in the real world now there's an article from uh i'll, t I'll tell you a personal like lesson or story that changed my life. If anybody on this side of Twitter, which I can imagine they would be anybody that's on Twitter, that's listening to this is probably somewhere near this side of Twitter. You've probably heard of a guy named Ed Lattimore, right? And I'll go into this. I'll, I'll I might even write an article about this because of how impactful it was. But the thing that red pilled me was on the thing that red pilled me on a lot of things and social situations in life was this article from Ed Lattimore called No One Gives a Shit About You. Look, go check it out. Go read it right now. In fact, look, this this is a podcast. This isn't live. Pause the fucking podcast right now. Go to edlattimore.com if you haven't already done this and go search for Ed's article called No One Gives a Shit About You. I don't remember how I found that article. Like, so many years ago now at this point that introduced me to like this side of Twitter and like fucking money Twitter and red pill stuff, which obviously don't get me wrong. The red pill stuff is like cringe as fuck. Now it's it, it's just developed into a terrible spot. But I guess part of the reason that got me to where I am now is reading that article. And what that article essentially covers is that no one out there really gives a shit about you because they're busy concentrating on themselves. They're busy focusing on how they look and what other people think about them, right? And the thing that I never really learned to grasp until I felt it, Ed's article was one of those things where it changed my life. It changed my life because I lived in the prison. Still kind of do. Still do. Right? I still haven't, like, felt that article. But that article changed my life because I looked at it and, go, and thought, wow, this is all true. This explains so fucking much. 
Ed is a genius, by the way. Go go follow him. Uh, don't do crack before you're doing it, but if you don't do crack before following him, he'll encourage you to do so. It, it It's a bit. It's a bit, by the way. Sorry, Ed. I'm not trying to give it away. Uh, <clears throat> but uh, where was I going before this? <sighs> Fucking A. Sorry, Red Bull brain. Oh, yeah. So uh, one of the things that Ed's article taught me was something that I had to learn, that I had to know for a while, for a long time before feeling it. And the difference between knowing something and feeling it is incredibly different. It's one thing to know somebody, to know something is the truth, but it's another thing when you fully, fully integrate it into integrate that truth into yourself. And how you do that is you're out in the world, you see it, you see it in action, right? That is the number one thing that probably gets an idea to sink in, to go from knowing to understanding and feeling is getting out in the real world and seeing it. And it took me a while to understand, to really like quote unquote understand Ed's article. It took me years because even though I knew it, I knew that no one gave a shit about you. It wasn't something that I felt until a prolonged period of exposure out there in public and seeing it in action, right? And that applies here to the thing with uh, my mom, right? Where I knew, I always knew in the back of my mind that she is an emotionally manipulative person. She is a narcissist in a way. Uh, after rethinking it, like, I I don't know if I ever felt like, oh, God, this is going to sound so fucking harsh. I don't know if I ever felt like genuine love that wasn't, like, needing to be reciprocated and for her to get something in some way. Like, it sounds terrible and it sounds toxic, and it is. And it took me until today. Today was the day that I felt it. Today was the day that I really, really saw it in action and understood that concept. It was one of those things where I lived most of my life. I, in fact, I lived my entire life. I talked to my dad about this on the way home. I lived my entire life knowing that that was true based on, you know, stuff that she did really here and there. But I would always like kind of bury my head in the sand because I was trying to be a good son. Look, it's she's my mother and I just, I don't want to think that way about her. Right. I, no matter what, I still want to be a decent person about this. And again, this is where everybody in fucking, uh, like Twitter comments are going to call me a piece of shit and you're, you're not entirely wrong, but it's getting to a point now where I, I feel like I might cut her off and cut that side of the family off because it's toxic. And I, ju I don't know if I have it in me to, like, fucking coddle her emotions anymore. And I, I was telling my brother about this, too, after this happened, after I told him what happened, too. It's like, I feel bad for her because she's a toxic person. But at the same time, I also, like, it, it would kill me for her to be, like, just an old lady and die alone. The, the idea of my that happening to my mother kills me. But it's going to be something that she does to herself. Maybe I'm a piece of shit for that, but I, I just, I don't know if I can go along with it anymore. So we have our five minute argument. We scream back and forth at each other. 
I basically tell her, like, how, I basically give her the, the how fucking dare you. And uh, the last words that I said to my mother were fuck off before I walked out the door. Don't feel good about that, but I don't know. I don't know. My Everything changed today. I was trying to make it work, but I just don't know if it's going to. Excuse me. God. I just had a salad. I went out to the, the place that my brother works. He's a chef at this really banging, like, kind of Zoomer bar that's got bowling and... Oh God, I'm I'm not used to this this dynamic where I have to be careful about the stuff that I talk about in real life because I'm trying to be anonymous. Well, I'll get used to it. Look, this is only number one, and I haven't been on the air in six months. Well, I'll fucking get back into practice. This is the only goddamn thing in life I'm good at. It's why I can't stay away. It's why I went back to fucking podcasting after six months away. I can't stay away, man. This is the only thing in life I'm good at. I'm fucking terrible at everything else besides talking. Anyway, hold on. I have to hit the vape again. I'm stressed out. God. So yeah, that's where I'm at now. I'm considering, uh, I'm considering cutting her off and shortening my relationship with her. And. I've always thought about, like, I don't want to say I've always fantasized. Fantasize is the wrong word to use about that. I've always, like, had that as a possibility in the back of my mind because I'm just fucking weird like that, I guess, where my brain tends to go to, like, fucked up scenarios where I think about, like, wait, what, what would happen if I ever had to cut off my mom? It's a wonder why I never really felt the idea that she's fucking toxic before, and it, it took until today. Probably because I'm stubborn. What a surprise. But, uh, oh, I'll tell another important story, too. Another important piece of context. And again, this was probably a tactic, an emotionally manipulative tactic, now that I go back and look on it now. But I didn't take it like that at the time. So another, a couple years ago, what me and my brother tend to do is we're we're emotionally distant to her. I think it's because we still resent her. Which, again, is my own fault. That is a me problem. Again, I have not fully developed into an adult until I can let that stuff go and say, look, they did their best. Let it go. Just deal with it. But back when I really, really had the resentment, uh, I was emotionally distant. Very much so. Like, she would text really long fucking book stories about stupid shit. And me and my brother would just not respond at all and not respond at all. Go a long time without calling her because she's a hard person to talk to. Like, it, I I hate talking to her, honestly. Like, I hate it. We, we don't have a lot in common. Like, which, again, I get that's not a reason to not talk to your mother. It's, that's my fucking duty, right? And I should. And I, I, I accept that, right? I get it. Like, I call her as part of my duty. Not that, you know, I'm expecting to have a stimulating conversation but it, it's for her so that she can talk to me, right? But a couple years ago, we had a conversation. We were going out. Uh, this was after like a three to four month period of just not talking to her at all. And she would be very disappointed, obviously. I'm sure she felt it in the back of her head. But we were going out to dinner 
with the family one night and we were all in the car together. Me, her, my brother. And she was talking to us about how uh, how she's disappointed that we don't respond to her, that we don't like essentially enjoy talking to her. And so uh, she went on this long rant about how, you know, I'm I'm not I'm not getting any younger. I'm getting older. Right. And some of the responsibility is going to be on you guys to be taking care of me. And God, now that I say this out loud, it's like, how fucking how fucking manipulative was that, too? Like. She's trying to manipulate manipulate us into feeling bad and wanting to talk to her, but she's a fucking hard person to talk to like she it's it's almost like she's trying to play a fucking game with everything that she says and again i realize i'm being extra scorched earth about this which is probably why i should have waited until later on in the week to record this podcast but you know for for marketing purposes i want to release the podcast about uh my fucking shouting match with my mom on mother's day it would do numbers baby while I sit here and talk about how fucking life and my relationship with my parents is falling apart around me, you know what? At least it'll do numbers on social media. Right? 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 I fucking love social media. Woo! I love it! I'm scared and disoriented. Same. Same. Anyway. So... I take that to heart, right? I got suckered into I got suckered into being emotionally manipulated there. I legitimately felt bad. Like it was on me. I thought, "Wait, shit. You're she's right. She's getting older. She's becoming an old lady, especially because she and my dad are divorced. She doesn't really have anybody. She only has us and, you know, her her sisters with the sisterhood where they fucking demonize every male that's ever been in the family." Oh, ooh, 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 ooh. I'm that's getting spicy there. That's, that's basically what they do, though, is, you know, that they, they have three sisters. She has two sisters. or It's a group of three sisters. My mother has two sisters. And they're basically like this sisterhood. None of them, uh, only one of them, the older one that doesn't have kids, is the only one that's been in a longer relation, in the longest relationship, I think. Actually, I think the length of time that my mom and dad were together might be about the same. I'm not sure. Well, look, all of them are have fucking relationship problems. And like one of them is not as bad. One of them has had a, a tough life. And I kind of understand the trauma. The youngest one. Again, I, I got to be I got to be careful because I'm trying to fucking stay anonymous, man. But. You know what I just realized? <laughs> you know what I just realized and how fucked this is? This is only going on Twitter, by the way. I think this episode. Is that I changed. So the YouTube channel, by the way, this is a good time to plug the YouTube channel <laughs> while I realize how bad I fucked up. Um, more of these will be coming out, by the way. You can go to uh, YouTube.com slash at Lighthouse Shock Jock. You can subscribe to it if you want. I don't I don't I'm not going to take YouTube that seriously. I'm pretty much just going to upload recordings of the show, I guess. But I don't know. Maybe it's just because that I'm pissed off that I'm going fucking full scorched earth on that side of the family, but I don't know, man. I'm ready to like fucking I'm ready to be a piece of shit. 
I'm ready to just like, like I still, fuck. I don't know, man. I still love her. She's my mother. Like, like I, I would be a piece of shit to take a situation like this and not try to like work through it and fix it. But at the same time, She's stuck in her way. She is not going to change. And that is just a toxic force that I don't know if I want in my life. And uh, if, if that makes me a piece of shit, then maybe I just have to accept that. And that's fine. But I don't see a world where I talk to her again for a while. She's a fucking emotional vampire. And guys, you you probably know some women like this. And, you know, there there are a lot of fucking soy guys like this too that are emotional vampires right where unless you enter their emotional frame then uh you're not gonna have a good time with them they fucking suck the energy they suck the life force out of you like you feel like you have to walk on eggshells around them it's toxic as fuck it's a toxic as fuck environment and don't get me wrong in this whole situation i was also in the wrong too like there were things that I was in the wrong about. I'm not perfect, right? But something just broke. Something broke today. And it made me reevaluate my entire relationship with her over 30 years about whether or not it was fake or real, which is kind of sad. I don't know if, like, it got me to go back and think, like, had... I'm trying to think of a time where I ever like felt real love. God, that sounds bad, but like, was our whole relationship superficial? It might have been. Just a condition of the times, and this is what we got to do to survive. Part of the reason that I struggle with this is that, you know, she was a single mother at some point. She raised both me and my brother. I remember when I was in elementary school, when I was younger and in early middle school, too, we lived in a fucking dinky one bedroom apartment that I'd share a room with my brother in. My mother struggled. She struggled for years taking care of us when we were younger. And that that kind of stuff like sits in the back of my mind, that guilt that like, am, am I really about to cut ties with my mother? When... At the same time, my own personal responsibility of accepting the fact that, you know, she did her best. But at the same time, though, despite all of that, despite the fact that I still love her, like, I'm trying to go back and think as to whether or not I think she ever showed us genuine love. I don't, this might, this is, this sounds sad to say, but I don't know if I ever felt like if I ever felt genuinely loved by her or if it wasn't just transactional. I don't know. So I'm considering, uh, <laughs> I'm considering just either cutting my mom off, like cutting my relationship off with her or at least keeping a very, very healthy distance. I don't know. I'm sure there's a lot of aspects and angles to that story that I missed, but I'm still fucking heated from today, man. This happened like 12 hours ago, but I'm still fucking heated. I'm thinking about this shit all day. And I talked to my dad and brother about it, but 
I needed to like really, really let it out. My dad gave me some insight too about uh, some of her personality characteristics and his psychological evaluation from her. And th that's the part of the part of it that makes me sick is that I inherited all of those the, all of those negative qualities like fucking uh, narcissism, like uh, inability to have re real relationships with people. I inherited all of that stuff. And again, part of the, the personal responsibility comes from the fact that you have to accept that. You have to accept that they did their best and you are now in a position to fix that for yourself. You have the position, the unique position right now to realize the trauma, unpack it, and deal with it. And that's on me. That's on me. I understand that. But at the same time, I have my, I have my severe doubts that she is capable of self-introspection at all you know you know, oh you know the classic line that she says the classic line that she fucking says whenever anybody asks her like if she had any regrets raising her kids this, this pisses me the fuck off by the way is she takes zero responsibility for anything she takes zero responsibility for any of the reasons like you ever thought about why your fucking two sons do not want to talk to you do you ever think it might not be because i i, I think i gave them too much i think i just gave them too much like I, I just think I did. And that that's the only thing she'll fucking admit. That's the only thing she'll ever fucking admit that she was wrong about. Not about being fucking emotionally manipulative. Not about being fucking self-centered. All right, now I'm getting... Now it's... Now I'm getting spicy. All right, that... I, I don't know. I don't really have anything else to cover about this. So uh, we'll keep it light, right? Okay, this is not going to be... What do we got? An hour... We're an hour in now. Uh, I'm going to take a break, which you guys are not going to notice because it's a fucking podcast. I'm still used to doing live fucking radio shows. So I'm going to take a break. <laughs> and when we come back, I, I want to talk about some of the stuff that I've been watching because, it, look, it's been a while since I've uh, had or since I've been able to, like, really keep track of some of the stuff that's, I don't want to say on TV, it used to be on TV back in the day. Now it's all fucking streaming services. Now it's what streaming service am I watching X thing on? I fucking pirate everything, so I don't own any of the streaming services. So I watch it all for free, baby. Until until Comcast catches me. So I, I'll I want to talk about some of the stuff that I've been watching. Like I've been watching um like Ted Lasso, right? I want to talk a little bit about that. Maybe I might not. It's kind of straightforward. I mean, it's good, but, like, there's something off about it. There's a lot of suspensions of disbelief that I just can't get over. I talk about that. By the, I definitely want to talk about uh, Succession because I started watching Succession, right, a couple weeks ago. I binged it all, and I'm fucking ready for these last three episodes, baby. I cannot wait. And uh, let's see, what else did I watch? Oh, yeah, I do want to talk about that uh, that Kiefer Sutherland show, uh, Rabbit Hole, that I watched. And it, it's kind of going to be my love letter to 24. You'll get to know a little bit about me uh, and my entertainment consuming habits. So, plus, you know, I, I kind of want to just lighten it up a little bit. This was, some, this was some heavy stuff. I had to unpack a little bit of trauma here. <laughs> great way to start fucking episode number one of the show for god's sake but 
We'll lighten it up. We'll lighten it up when we come back. I'm a buy cars, I'm a get clothes, I'm a rock jewels, I'm a bust hoes, I'm a smoke. We got a lot of drinks, stepping out, gator, Coca Cola, man. Let's lighten it up a little bit. Talk about some fucking entertainment, baby. Some fucking TV shows. Take our minds off of life. Let's consume. Let's shovel all the latest fucking entertainment in our faces. Oh, as a matter of fact, uh, I used to do a segment about that. We used to do an entertainment segment back on the show where I revealed my uh, real identity. I won't do that. Won't do that again. Look, we're, we're fucking Anon. We're anonymous. Don't dox me, please. Or do. I don't give a fuck. It's inevitable. I'm going to fuck up somewhere or say something like really inflammatory one day that is probably going to up- upset some blue-haired fucking septum, septum-piercing uh, femnoid. But, oh, that's such a fuck... I, all the online terms, by the way, think of uh, think of all the major like online terms that you hear. This is one of the things that I like about Succession, by the way. Oh, this is perfect. Wow, I didn't even mean to do this. Perfect transition into talking about Succession. But uh, one of the things that Succession does really well that um, you might notice if you've ever tried to do this in real life. Have you ever come across a word on like Twitter or one of those uh, kind of less than scrupulous online places where the discourse there might not necessarily be something that's proved by the mainstream stuff and the people that are out there making the decisions and... Rev up those fryers! But if you've ever noticed, uh, if you ever come across like one of those terms that you never, you never fucking hear anybody utter that word, right? It is only something that you read online. It's kind of weird to like actually pronounce it, right? Like, uh, I think it was on succession. I'm talking about like, um, I think it was Kendall, right? No, no, no. It wasn't Kendall. It was uh, fucking what's the fourth brother's name that doesn't do anything fucking oh connor yeah connor roy right uh he's the the fourth one the fourth brother in succession that doesn't really do anything i don't actually you know what fuck it this is going to be a succession spoiler discussion by the way so if you are interested in succession and haven't seen it yet it's probably the best show on tv and it's making its uh mark it's making its legacy by ending it after this season it's ending it after this season which makes sense because you know all right since i just said this is going to be a spoiler discussion look i'm just coming out and say it if you if you haven't left by now that's fucking on you but the roger ailes character dies uh like a couple episodes into this last season and this last whole last season the last few episodes so far have been about you know how the kids uh pick up the slack in the business basically the equivalent of the fucking fox news business uh over there and one of the things that the connor roy character says which goes back to the story about how when you read terminally online terms 
and you pronounce them in real life, it, it just sounds fucking gross, man. It sounds gross. Like whenever you hear that term anacro communism in real life, uh, this is how you can tell the writers of Succession are very in tune and in touch with the online world, by the way, is that you'll hear all those fucking terminology, all those like uh, super online terms like anacro communism and like stochastic terrorism. Like, does anybody that's not on fucking Twitter know what a stochastic terrorist is? I barely even know. I mean, I, I get the idea, but... So look, it, it even... It sounds weird to say. Like, those are probably the first times that I've ever fucking uttered those words vocally and not having read them via poisonous online Twitter discourse. It, just, it sounds fucking gross. Like, blah. Stochastic terrorism. This is how you can tell a fucking online world is not real. Like, just go outside. This is why I don't take a lot of the, um, a lot of, like, the extremist accounts seriously. Look, we already know the fucking rainbow flag, uh, Ukraine flag, fucking pronoun idiots. We already know that they're mentally unstable, right? We already know that they're not uh, real human beings. They're, like, literal NPCs that have been put in this world to distract us from our journey i'm not talking about those people now the people that i'm talking about here are the opposite side of that like the the fucking far right like neo-fascist fucking hitler simp accounts right where you know i kind of see a little bit where they're coming from given where we're seeing in the world and i say i know a little bit where they're coming from i'm talking about like I know where they're coming from, like maybe 10% of the way. I kind I kind of get a little bit of it. But at the same time, what they do is like the fucking right wing side of Twitter and the right wing side of social media gets into all these like fucking purity tests, right? Where if you don't follow like this exact uh formula to adhere to their purity test, right? Where th for instance, these people have an ideal way of winning or of living right and if you don't live by exactly exactly these guidelines it sounds a lot like the far left right it sounds a lot like the fucking uh the potato brains using a news junkie term like the potato brains that you know just are spout the fucking npc lines about you know uh equity and diversity and inclusion and all that shit um it's the same deal. The right's the same kind of shit. It's just, it's a different, it's a different kind of purity test. And one key aspect of that purity test, right, is the idea of, have you guys seen all those, like, those soy jack memes? Which, I fucking love them, by the way. It's the, uh, uh, in fact, I, I can put it on the screen. I have the ability to put it on the screen. Let me, let me do that. I have the capability of doing that. Oh my gosh. Here, let me put the screen on and not my camera. If you're watching the YouTube video or the Twitter video of this, then you can see right here. If you're a podcast listener, look, I'm sorry, but you probably know what a soy jack meme is already, and you don't need me to explain it to you. And this is why I hate beards, by the way. This is why I'll never grow a fucking beard, is because it always reminds me of the fucking soy jack beard. And I know people in real life that, like, I just don't like it on because it's not that they act so it's just it looks like it so 
you can see right here the soy jack meme and basically what this is condemning is the idea of consumerism right that they're you know they got the fucking gaping mouth oh look at this oh my god it's the lightest fucking product that i'm, 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 I'm shoveling into my fucking face and <coughs> god doing all these fucking voices really made my voice hurt also again it's been like six months since i've been on the air and talk for an extended period of time. So, whew, I'm getting used to it. I need to practice. Whew, getting those reps in, baby. Pump it. Also getting those real reps in. I'm fucking sore as fuck. I went to the gym last night, too. God damn. I'm, I'm, I'm a barely functional person right now. Help. Help. But one of the, one of the purity tests that uh, right-wing Twitter tells you, right, one of the purity tests that you have to pass in order to get your honorary Greek statue to put in your anonymous uh, Greek statue Twitter account, right, is the idea of, like, not consuming entertainment, that everything out there is all uh, mainstream media brainwashing, that you should not consume any of it. But here's the reality of the world, right? And here's why I kind of like, look, I get where you're coming from, right wing Twitter, but, you know, some of you are just fucking caricatures of real people. Okay. And you should really, you're, you're very terminally online and it shows. And also, I get it. If you're not where you're at in life, there are way better things that you could be doing besides like fucking watching stuff. But at the same time, you know, Given the fact that, let me just take the fucking soy jack meme off the screen now. Given the fact that, you know, this is what I do for a living, or at least for a side hustle for kind of a living, part of that is, uh, you know, being in touch with the culture a little bit and being in touch with what the kids are doing and watching. I don't think the kids are watching Succession, but I don't know. Succession would have been the show that I would have been a show that I would have enjoyed as a fucking like 15 year old kid. I watched some weird shit when I was 15. I enjoyed Lost when I was 15, man. <laughs> I know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get fucking roasted. I'm gonna get, going to get indicted for that. It's okay. Look, well, good. By the way, random sidebar, but if you're one of those people that think the ending of Lost was... But if... All right, here we go. If the ending of Lost, you interpreted the ending of Lost as a... But it, it didn't tell me any. It didn't give me any of the answers. What happened to the polar bears? Just it didn't give me anything. It was just like, what are they in purgatory? Are are you are you a fuck? Are you a fucking room temperature? Fucking. Wow, I'm. I must be a room temperature IQ because that's all I can say. But because I'm like losing it here. But my problem with that is, first of all, hey, they explained the fucking polar bears. You idiot. They explained it. It was from the fucking research development on the lab. Are you are you that fucking room temperature IQ that you don't even fucking remember when they explained the polar bear? That's what number one. Number two, not only was it the polar bears that they properly explained, they explained everything. They explained everything. They gave you all the answers. You just had to look for them. They didn't directly tell you everything. Like uh, fucking what's his name? I don't remember the names of the the creators anymore. Fortunately, I'm sitting here at a computer right now and can look it up. Lindlov and Carlton Cuse. Yeah, that that uh, that sounds about right. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was the fucking J.J. Abrams. That's the name that I was looking for. Damon Lindelof, J.J. Abrams. I don't know why that was that was so hard. It was on the fucking tip of my tongue, too. J.J. Abrams is a major fucking player in uh, in the world now, too. But anyway, yeah, if you if you thought the ending of Lost was ambiguous, then you're a you're a fucking moron. And B, the show wasn't even uh, the show was about the characters, man. The finale was to wrap up the character conflict and the emotional conflict of the characters like it wasn't to, you know, wrap up all the neat little fucking storylines, which it did. It did. It explained everything. And if you missed it, it's on you. But anyway, where was I going before I fucking went on a rant about Lost? Oh, yeah. The fucking terminally online terms that. Uh, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. The, the purity test. Purity test idea. So in order to uh, in order to properly fall into the right wing Twitter purity test. Right. And again, I only lambast right wing Twitter because it's like I shouldn't even have to lambast left wing Twitter. It's it's like obvious. It's blatantly obvious to anyone anyone that has a functioning brain that left wing Twitter are all like petulant NPC children that have no intelligent thoughts. Like I, I don't even count them. I don't even count them as real people, right? Like there are some people on right wing Twitter that I know have started as real people that might have like maybe just fallen off the beaten path or you know, are real people that just need to go touch some grass. Let's be honest here. And that's fine. That's okay. It, just go touch some grass. Come back to Twitter. Like, we still need you guys because the the shit that the regime is doing right now. Have you guys seen what they're doing to that Marine? Oh, I don't, I don't want to get into news. We'll do that next episode, maybe. But. Anyway, uh, but we need you. Yeah, go touch some grass. Come back. We need you. It's okay. But. Uh. In order to properly fall into that purity test, we'll get there eventually, right? One of the core tenets of that purity test, right, is not consuming and not being a consumer. But there's a little bit of it. It's okay, too. Like, as long as it's not interfering with doing the shit that you got to do. Like, if you're not where you're at in life, then, yeah, you probably shouldn't be fucking sitting around watching TV all the damn time watching shit. But, you know, if you've got a healthy lifestyle balance going, if you're working towards stuff, if you're making progress in life, if... You know, you still kind of want to make use of a little bit of downtime. Everybody needs rest. Everybody needs time to rest. You're not failing any fucking purity test by, you know, deciding to watch a show or deciding to watch multiple shows or keeping in touch with stuff. I had a I had a back and forth with some guy on Twitter the other day about that that fish tank reality show that's going on on Twitter right now that uh, apparently what this fish tank thing is, right, is they've taken a whole bunch of, like, online personalities. And if anybody used to watch Big Brother, this is why my initial take on this was a scathing one. And, in fact, I'll, I'll put it up on the screen here so that I can uh, show you guys. So this is my original take, right? This is one of the things that we'll be doing on the show again at, at some point, right, is uh, I'll go over some, some interesting Twitter threads. So here's the thread that I posted. You can, you can follow me on Twitter. That's where I'll be at primarily. If you're watching this on Twitter, then you're already there. But you can follow me uh, at Lighthouse underscore SJ. I'm waiting for the handle without the underscore to be available. The guy that has it has zero followers and zero following and has been inactive since 2009. Come on, Elon. Hello? I need you here. 
quit hiring that fucking WEF cunt to be CEO and get me my goddamn Twitter handle. Is that too much to ask? My right arm is a lot stronger than my left arm. I know. That's why I need your help, Elon. Fuck. So uh, this is this is my tweet about that fish tank thing, right? The fish tank thing seems really low vibration and dumb as fuck. And what I'm not getting is how there are accounts that I would have 100% never pegged into being this shit, into this shit, fawning all over it. Like, and what I meant by that is that, you know, some of those fucking Greek statue, uh, Greek god type right wing Twitter accounts that do nothing but like spouse platitudes about fucking taking cold showers and journaling and which to be fair I, I do that and that's helped a lot it's helped a lot like journaling is, is a fucking real thing man wholly recommend doing it it helped a lot it helped me climb out of some deep fucking darkness this week week but uh sorry i'm still getting used to laughing but anyway so i i have a back and forth with this guy it's it's not like a it's not a bad it's not a mean-spirited back and forth because i'm really not trying to do that i'm not trying to be super antagonistic right now i'm waiting until you know the account grows a little bit bigger before uh before i uh get really really antagonistic and inflammatory so um th this guy this lazy-eyed stud guy um in a back and forth with me on Twitter about this, he kind of convinced me to not look at the show terribly because how I saw it and it looked absolutely pathetic to me the first time that I saw it. Right. What it is, is it's this kind of it's this online reality show where a whole bunch of like stupid fucking CD list online Internet influencers are in this house right and the difference is it reminds me of big brother that i used to watch back in the day right i watched big brother it was one of the shows that i watched growing up because it was a family staple it was on the tv and so i watched what was on the tv in the family house and you know maybe that's why we're all so fucking broken maybe that's why our whole family is so goddamn broken <laughs> sorry i'm trying to keep it light we're try i'm trying to have some fucking fun in this segment God damn it. So uh, this guy justified his enjoyment of Fish Tank, right? As, you know, like growing up interested in pop culture, especially comedy, uh, despite the fact that it's gone pretty downhill in regards to his own personal taste in the last couple of years. The show is unique in that it's live 24-7 with options to watch whoever you want in whatever room they're in. There's life skill challenges. You can tell the producers craft certain tasks with the contested in mind to make it like a positive lesson to that specific person and their characteristics. Audience interaction, lots of improv, funny ongoing bits. It's actually very well done. You should check it out. Now, this guy convinced me, man, because on one hand, I was ready to tear this fucking this fish tank thing apart because I still kind of agree somewhat with my initial assessment that it seems incredibly low vibration and dumb as fuck. And I equated it to like watching fucking Jersey Shore back in the day, which I had a hate boner for. And a real boner for. <laughs> what? Uh, yeah. No, just a hate boner. It, look, Snooky was a little too thick. Uh, actually, there were some other ones that were okay. I mean, I'm... Look, okay, so a little bit about me. My, might as well go into this on episode number one. Uh, just, I, I play for both teams, okay? And I know that's gonna, like, instantly knock me down a couple points on the sector of Twitter that I'm trying to do well in, but uh, 
I am a bisexual male. And so, you know, there was some, there were some, uh, there were some boners on both sides happening there. And, hey, my right hey, arm is a up, lot stronger than my left shut arm. Up. I get it. You don't have to make fun of me. I was young and horny. But anyway, uh, yeah, I, I equated it to uh, watching Jersey Shore back in the day just to laugh at what a what a bimbo Snooky is. Which was bad energy, right? And that's why I was surprised at some of the like Greek statue type accounts saying how into it they were and like constantly following it and live tweeting it. And it's like, what? 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 Does that not go against everything that your fucking platitude Greek statue account is supposed to to stand for? I I don't know. I get that we're delving into very fucking online territory, but you know, I just spent a whole day touching grass. I gotta go deep into the trenches, man. The fucking online Twitter trenches. I'm tired of touching grass. I got cut. Fucking sliced my finger open. And that's not real. That was a bit. But uh, I did touch grass, by the way, though. <laughs> so, uh, so one of the things that that this guy that I went back and forth with on Twitter convinced me about was his last tweet in particular. Audience interaction, lots of improv, funny ongoing bits. It's actually very well done. And so I looked at that and I thought, wait a minute, there's a lot of stuff that I enjoy that sounds a lot like that. Like Howard, like Howard back in the day. You know what this sounds like? This sounds a whole, whole lot like fucking Howard Stern back in the day. And I'm... Keep in mind, though, by the way, that when I simp for Howard, I'm simping only for pre-2009. Howard, obviously, obviously, it goes without saying, but, uh, I mean, he kind of made the industry how it is. He's why you're listening to your fucking, uh, favorite comedy podcasts and fucking jerk off all the other fucking comedians and they all fucking run around and go on each other's podcasts just to suck each other's dicks. It doesn't come from a place of resentment at all. It really doesn't. It really doesn't. I say that as a joke to, like, mask personal insecurity, but it really doesn't. It's kind of pathetic seeing it, and it's lost its appeal. None of them are funny anymore. Fuck. Fuck. I hate every podcast except mine. And I even kind of hate mine sometimes, too. (laughs) Anyways, so... That got me to thinking, like, okay, how can I criticize this fish tank thing if, you know, I'm, uh, if I enjoy this exact type of content, like, for instance, Howard back in the day, right? And so that was the thing that changed my mind. So I might go give it a shot. Look, I'm going to be honest, I'm probably not going to give it a shot because it still kind of does seem like a waste of time to me. But at least, uh, At least I got to see it a different way. And I'll, I'll take that. So, all right, I want to talk about Succession now. Actually, you know, hold on. First, let me talk about uh, uh, Ted Lasso, right? Because I'm kind of enjoying this most recent season. There's just something a little too peppy about it, man. There's something too peppy. There's something... I'm having a hard time suspending my disbelief at times that uh, fucking European football players would act like that, act like they do in a locker room. 
I mean, I get that that's the basis of the whole show, that you're supposed to suspend your disbelief like that, but I don't know. And look, it's still an enjoyable show, don't get me wrong. And the fact that it's still kind of funny while also being not like it's not a negative energy show right it there's positivity there I, I don't even know what i really want to say about it besides the fact that i like it but there's just something there's something fucking weenie about it that kind of bothers me a little bit but i can't quite put my finger on it what else have i seen lately oh yeah you know i'll end with succession let me let me talk about rabbit hole next first that's next first First podcast in six months, baby. Let's go. Let's work it all out. Let's work it all out. <laughs> all right. Yeah. So the show Rabbit Hole, right? Uh, this is the this is a new show that's got uh, Kiefer Sutherland in it. It's the new Kiefer Sutherland show. Now, another show that I really, really loved back in the day. I talked about earlier how I really like Lost. Lost is one of my favorite shows. A show that was on at the same time as that is 24. And 24 is going to be one of those if you know, you know things. Look, if you know 24, if you get it, then you get it. But 24 was one of those shows. It also starred Kiefer Sutherland. It's Jack Bauer, baby. One of the greatest fucking American hero protagonists of all time. You tell me where the bomb is, God damn it. Even though you, you couldn't say God damn it on Fox. But you can say, God damn it, on Paramount Plus, I think is where it's on. I don't know. I pirated it, so I don't fucking know where, what streaming service it's actually on. Fuck all of you. Streaming services. Not you. But the streaming services. <laughs> I'm not saying fuck you. But, uh, so this new show, Rabbit Hole, is, a, it's a show about... It's Kiefer Sutherland basically playing a Jack Bauer type character, except he's not like killing people and shooting people with guns. Instead, he's like this super um, spy ops type character that gets wrapped up into this giant grand conspiracy that plays out over uh, eight episodes. This is one I'm not going to spoil rabbit hole because I if you're into this type of show, like if you're into the the kind of high action thriller, Kiefer Sutherland yelling at people, that's my favorite part baby that's my favorite part i i still get a kick out of it i get a kick out of here and keith for something yell at people but uh it, it, i'm i can't say it's good right from an intellectually honest point of view i cannot say that that rabbit hole show is quote-unquote good it's fun and it's thrilling and it'll kind of keep you on the edge it's got some twists and turns a lot some of them are kind of obvious most of them are kind of obvious it's a very obvious show right it's one of those shows that's a little bit insulting to the audience it, it it's the same vein as 24 right where they were pandering to like the low iq uh like jesse kelly audience type right wing where they overly explain everything like they are really trying to get the fucking 50 year old white MAGA woman to watch it and really be into it with how stupid they assume you are. But I don't care about that stuff. Like I, I know that that's what they're doing. I get that they're trying to appeal to their fucking target audience, their fucking low IQ right wing audience with that. But I still think it's kind of fun. 
and I am able to suspend my disbelief in all of those moments. Like, all those moments... God, you, you see this on every fucking hacker show, right? And this is no, no different in this show, Rabbit Hole. Every fucking hacker show, without fail, of course, you see... You guys can see it now. You guys can. You guys will know exactly what I'm talking about. You'll see it right now. Of course, every time the hack, you know, when they start to boot up the hack machine, boot it all up right now. We gotta go hack the mainframe. Every time that happens, right? Uh, it's hilarious how fucking like colorful the UI is on the screen, and you know, it's always got like a fucking title like Hackmaster 3000, and uh, nobody's using a mouse for some reason, which uh, I, it makes sense, I guess, because I would assume one of the things they do get right is if you are hacking, I, I would assume I don't know shit about hacking, but you're probably using some like command prompt type system where you're probably only using the keyboard for everything. So, all right. So that part, maybe not using the mouse when you're hacking. I understand that, but like hack hacking interfaces are not that colorful and clean looking. And they always make it look so fucking easy too. you always know, like the, the moment of truth, Oh God, you guys know it too. The moment of truth where they're building up to when the they're about to like unleash the hack. Unleash it! It's ready to go. We'll steal all their data. And here's how they get the hack out, right? Is they'll close up shot right to the fucking like enter key and they'll just, the hack going out, bam, they'll slam the enter key. And that's it. It's just one, one key. And it's so fucking like, it's so fake dramatic. I love it. I love it. I mean, it's stupid as fuck, but I love it, man. So that show, uh, Rabbit Hole, basically about this this like giant kind of conspiracy plot to control data. And uh, Kiefer Sutherland plays the title character, and of course he puts on a good performance, man. I I'm a simp for fucking Kiefer Sutherland stuff. I will watch Kiefer Sutherland stuff. Didn't watch Designated Survivor though. I don't know why. Maybe I'm just. There was a certain point that I stopped being able to watch network TV. Even though I know didn't Designated Survivor go on to one of the one of the one of the streaming services during its last uh run. I don't know. I didn't watch Designated Survivor though. But it's okay. Uh, but I am a huge simp for this rabbit hole show. I like it. I like it. It's fun. I'm not saying it's good. I'll summarize a little bit. I'm not saying it's good. All I'm saying is that it's fun. Okay. <laughs> by the way, that thing that I, <sighs> I'm autistic, so I'm bothered by this. I mentioned in the last segment when I was doing the, uh, stuff about my mom and our fight today that uh a lot of my extended family is subscribed to the youtube so i'm awaiting i'm not gonna stop i'm, I'm not gonna stop by the way but i'm getting ready to open up a can of worms because the youtube that this is getting uploaded to they're all subscribed to would love to just fix that somehow but you know what i i'm not a bitch i'm putting this up anyway i don't give a fuck i don't give a fuck what kind of a shit storm this causes 
I'm just, I'm done. I'm done with that side of the family, man. I, I'm, I'm seeing it for what it is. Just every male automatically gets outcast from the family. You know what? Bye. Maybe it's just because I'm pissed off now and still heated. Uh, you know, I'm, we're, I'm trying to talk about fucking TV. I'm trying to have a good time here. God damn it. Bringing myself down. All right. So let's talk about Succession now. Okay. So Succession. Oh, boy. I binged all of Succession in the last, like, two weeks, man. This is one of my favorite shows that I've watched in a long time. I, I put it up there in the top. Uh, I put Succession up there in the top five for sure. Oh, God. All right. I haven't really thought about what else goes in there, though, besides, like, The Sopranos, for sure. Sopranos was a beautiful series. Breaking Bad, I enjoyed at the time, but, like, the more time that goes on, the less I'm starting to, I don't know, the more I kind of have problems with it. Don't get me wrong, it's still good, but, like, I'm just not okay with what happened to Walt's character in the, at the end and what they did. <sighs> Walt just got cucked to the very end, man. I hate it. I hate it. Anyway. So Succession. It is fucking... It's, it's, it's fantastic. And I haven't... I made the mistake, which is why I'm not going to talk about it for too long. I will talk about it again. After the finale, probably. Um, and we'll do a like a whole recap on it. But actually, you know, that, that, that sounds like a little bit better of an idea. So, by the way, my favorite character in Succession, I have not. I don't know if this is a mistake or not, but I haven't read any like any of the takes on Succession. One of, it's one of those things where like. And there's an account there's there's an account on Twitter to follow perfectly for this if you are into this kind of esoteric stuff. He did an interview with uh, esports historian Thorne, who is somebody that I follow like religiously, one of my major influences. Fucking love him, kindred spirit. But uh, he did an interview with this guy called Ruby, who's Deja Ru twenty two on Twitter, right? And one of the things that he uh, preaches is this idea of like psychically manifesting things it's the idea and this explained a lot a lot of the things that he talks about on his twitter like would would explain a lot of the phenomenons that i had experienced in life in terms of like living in your headspace and one of those experiences that he talks about that really 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 resonated with me was this idea of you know if you let a piece of knowledge like fly by you then somehow it will come back to you. So uh, that sounds weird. That sounds like really strange. And it sounds like it doesn't make a lot of sense. But I'll give, uh, I'll give an example to this. Back before, um, what was that app that lets you... I don't fucking know what it's called. I'll just explain what it does. So that app that lets you like hold your phone up to a song and hear exactly what song it is this was back before i thought of the idea of like wait a minute why can't you just search lyrics of the song and see what it is no whenever i would hear a song that i would become addicted to but i wouldn't know what song it is nor would i ever like google the lyrics or anything 
always, every single time, 100% of the time, without fail, whenever a piece of knowledge that I was looking for in that moment that I didn't get to find, that I had to let go, it would always find its way back to me. It would always make its way back to me somehow at a later date without fail. And eventually it came to the point where I would trust that process. If I let something go, I would go, it'll come back. It'll come back at some point. And that goes that rings true of i don't know what i was talking about that led me to this point but uh that's kind of excuse me wow really where the fuck was i going with that all right i know how you feel now bill burr fucking going off on random tangents all i know is that it was succession somehow all right let's see i was gonna rank my favorite shows but i'm not gonna do that i was mulling over saving the really really big analysis oh yeah so one of the things that i didn't do was read any of the takes about succession beforehand going into it however i had seen a lot about it on twitter beforehand before i started watching it the thing that convinced me to watch it was you know all the the fucking purity accounts going all right succession is the one show on tv that's good right now all right seems good i it was already on my radar wanted to give it a shot and i did it was totally fucking worth it but since then i have not seen any of those usual takes and like now that i've watched it now's the time that i want to see the takes so that i can like kind of form my own opinion not not form my own opinion of the show around other people's takes but like take the opinion that i already have around the show right and like you know compare it with where everybody else is at about it maybe have some discussions about it do that kind of stuff however since weirdly enough since i started watching the show i haven't seen any of the discussions about it i also really haven't done a lot of the research on who the family is based off of either i all i know is that it's isn't it based off like the roger ailes family it's not the Murdoch family, right? It might be. Either way, it's I'm pretty sure it's the Roger Ailes family and fucking his kids. Not not fucking his kids, but you know. Fucking period, 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 ellipses, his kids. Wait, that could also be interpreted as just fucking his kids. Alright, never mind, never mind. Forget that. Forget that. <laughs> Jesus. Alright, I'll let's just Forget I said all that. Go back in time, please. I could edit that out, but I'm not going to. I still forget that this is a fucking podcast and not a live show. So I could edit all this stuff out. But I won't. My favorite character on Succession, by the way, and this is one of the things that I enjoyed about uh, not getting to see any of the takes, because like it or not, if I had been reading all of the takes, like while I was watching the show, I might have been susceptible to like looking at those takes and maybe forming my opinion based around that, like I said earlier. But this is why I enjoy going into stuff with a fresh mind and a fresh like head. Uh, at least I enjoyed it in this sense was I think that I'm going to get tons of shit about this. But my favorite character is Roman. And Roman is a fucking giga Chad. I hate Siobhan. She's a fucking, you know, toxic woman. And I kind of clearly I am not having a good time with toxic women right now. But 
Oh, my least favorite character is fucking Tom. No, Greg. Uh, that whole duo. Both of them are terrible. They're both they're both like that. It's the reason why I don't like that show Severance. I watched the first season of it, gave it a chance, hated it because I fucking hated the main character because he was so like <sighs> his fucking tone of his voice is just so ridiculously I hate calling everything soy, but like it's just so smarmy. I hate it. And that's what that Greg character reminds me of. He's just so fucking timid and feeble. He has some of his moments here and there, but terrible character. I'd be willing to bet that he's one of the sources that gave the writers the ideas. The Greg character. All right. So again, before having done any of the research on like who, which of the characters equates to like who in the Roger Ailes family in real life. I haven't looked into all that stuff yet that I'm going to wait until after the next couple of episodes airs and the show ends to do that. We'll have a more in-depth discussion about succession, everybody. Uh, well, no, I, I, I broke a cardinal rule there. We'll, we'll have a more in-depth in discussion of succession. God, that's still tough to say. In-depth discussion of succession. I'm not saying that four more times. We'll have that in a couple of weeks when the show finishes airing but my initial takes initial thoughts after or before having read any of the takes from anybody else before having like you know read online sentiment and all of that good stuff i have a feeling that everybody hates roman but roman is my fucking favorite character man he's my favorite character he is complete giga chad he's got uh just his his attitude i know some people could see us smarmy and like just kind of intensely sarcastically witty, but Roman's my fucking spirit animal, man. Even even with his the bad stuff, even with the trauma, like you know him uh, sending dick pics to Jerry. Again, I I already said that this was going to be a spoiler d spoiler d discussion, so. I don't know. I, I fucking love Roman. Roman's my spared animal, man. He's a good character. Kendall, I'm kind of whatever on. He has some moments, and then he has some other moments where, like, clearly he's meant to be portrayed as the jock douchebag, right? That's supposed to be his role, and he clearly fits it well. But, you know, I he's he's got some lovable moments, too. Like, obviously, clearly somebody that is in that position I just uh, adverbed it twice. Somewhere out there, Joshua Lysick just got the fucking bat signal. And he's going to break down my window and shoot me in the face for using two adverbs in a row. I kind of want to shoot myself for doing that. <laughs> I didn't mean to. Sorry. But uh, yeah, so Roman's my favorite character. Kendall, I'm kind of whatever on. Siobhan can go fuck herself. Tom and Greg can go fuck themselves. Obviously, the Roger Ailes character, uh, Logan Roy, was the best character before he died, like, partway through the season. And that's what made the season so interesting. And also, this is one of those shows, right, where, you know, clearly everything is a reference to something that's going on, like, in the culture war right now. Like, clearly, 
uh, the Elon Musk character, like, they couldn't directly write him in as fucking Elon Musk, obviously. They had to, like, change a little bit of his backstory and, like, some of the circumstances around it to make it make sense. But, you know, the fucking Elon Musk character, like, I... It really opens your eyes to, uh... It makes you think... It makes you think about some of the things that they say in the show and compare you to the real life version of them. And that's what they want you to do. Like, for instance, it's one of those things where, you know, one of those uh, stories that are in Elon Musk's past. Excuse me. Sorry, I just ate a fucking. I said that already. Caesar salad's coming in hot. Is that. Oh, yeah, the Elon Musk character. I fucking forgot. It's 2 a.m. I forgot where I was going with this. I just got home from the fucking bar at 2 a.m. Come at me. Didn't even drink. I'm 497 days sober from drinking alcohol. In two days, three days, it'll be 500. Hooray for me. Major accomplishment. These last two weeks, I have never, I have not wanted to drink more. In these last 497 days that I have in the last two weeks. I almost did it today. I almost did it yesterday. Every day has been a fucking fight, man. Anyway. Oh, yeah. Elon Musk. So one of the things that uh, the show makes you do, right, is it takes the these characters that are in succession that clearly have a real-life equivalent, right? Like, you know, the main character, the main character is the Roger Ailes equivalent. And like the the Elon Musk character, who in this last season is, you know, the big uh, foreign business owner that is trying to buy out the equivalent of like the fucking Fox News giant media conglomerate plus all the other companies. It's a whole big storyline. And it's still, even though I'm going to kind of spoil it, it's still like worth the watch. I'm not I'm not an anti-spoiler person. You could fucking spoil anything for me cuz that's not the shit I care about. I care about the journey. I I get spoiler people, but like that's just not what I'm watching stuff for. Anyway, but one of the things I'll get to this point eventually, fuck. But one of the things that the show makes you do right is it'll throw in little breadcrumb lines here and there. And the I don't think the last episode, but the episode before last. Actually, I think it was the last ep- last Sunday's episode. Uh, the one where like Elon Musk's uh, not Elon Musk, but the, the Elon Musk character, basically his character, this like Swedish uh, or Norwegian. Fuck, I don't remember. It's been a while since I've seen it. CEO who has a head of communications, right? And there's the story about how uh, the CEO character, the Elon Musk character in the show, did all this like really weird, creepy shit towards her. And then she comes out and says something like, uh, hey, did you even know he's not a real coder? He just took this basic product and like took it to market. And that's how he got this reputation as a tech guy. And it makes you think because like some of that stuff, some of those lines are based on real rumors of like for instance elon musk or like some of the stuff that they say about like roger ailes and logan roy in this case the equivalent in the show 
it what the show makes you do and it makes you do it kind of well it makes you do it beautifully actually now that i think about it is that it takes all these little what are i don't think they're supposed to be throwaway lines but what might supposed to be throw be supposed to be throwaway lines where she says stuff like that after like elon musk basically not elon musk the character in the succession show elon musk i keep saying it and it's going to eventually like fucking break through and bad stuff is going to happen it's not elon musk it's the fucking character that represents elon musk in succession but he simps over this head of this female head of uh comps right and he does really weird shit like fucking sending bricks of his blood to her continuously harassing her and uh it's one of those things that makes you think about the real person because the allegory is clear right the allegory they make it very very obvious like who represents who in the show and so it, that's one of those things that like allows the show to fight the culture war battle right is it gives you all these little breadcrumbs to maybe go and do your own research about what uh some of these people might have done again it requires you to kind of take that extra step a little bit or at least have the wherewithal to be able to see who these characters represent and go that extra distance and you know maybe go that extra mile and do the research but it does a good job at giving you all these like little breadcrumbs to make you go maybe look up stuff and it's also entertaining as fuck apparently and another one of the reasons i started watching it is because apparently it is one of the most accurate representations of how business is done at like the executive boardroom level right and so it it's fun it's a very fun it's an exciting show it's a great show high stakes high drama high energy it's got it's got it all man it has fucking got it all it's great highly recommend it let's see also oh yeah so a few weeks ago i saw uh the mario movie and i also saw i'll wrap up the show with this some quickies i saw mario it was good I saw John Wick 4. It was also good. Now, the thing about those two movies is I went in there. John Wick 4, I didn't go in with any expectations at all. John Wick 4, I went in there with the expectations of exactly what we were going to get. I went in there with the expectations that we were going to get fucking John Wick, man. And boy, did it deliver. That one, I don't have much to say. But but the Mario movie, I went in not really sure what to expect. I was really, really, really back and forth on whether or not the Chris Pratt thing was going to work out, but they did a good job with it. They did a good job with it. I, I get it. They played it safe. I mean, Princess Peach, they kind of marketed as like this fucking, you know, girl boss character, which I, I mean, sure, I guess, but it's not like these are going to be subliminal messages to the children that... You know, Princess Peach is the true star. No, that's not the case. Mario and Luigi were the true main characters of, of the movie. But the striking thing about uh, John Wick 4 and the Mario movie is that you could feel 
the love that was put into those movies. Like there, I don't know. There's a difference. You could really feel it. And you could tell it probably was also a cash grab, but it was a cash grab that had a lot of effort and a lot of attention put into it. Like fucking uh, Miyamoto's hand was right there, I bet you, on the pulse of production during that movie every fucking step of the way to make sure that it had the same Mario charm, to make sure that it had the same, like, oomph that the Mario franchise needs because Nintendo basically did the equivalent of like licensing out their Mickey Mouse to the fucking studio that made the Minions movie and that's another thing that made me skeptical is seeing that you know the the studio that did the fucking Minions movie really really it's them I mean all right I'll give it a try I guess but But it worked out. It was good. You could feel the love put into the movie. A lot of cute references. A lot of good nostalgia. And I'm, I'm a Mario person. So I had to. Even if it was bad, I would have had to go see it anyway. And also, okay, Zoomers, stop fucking dressing up to go see movies. Stop fucking, stop fucking putting on a suit and a tie and a toad hat and going to the fucking movie theater. I get that we as a society need a little bit higher of standards, but you guys are clearly doing it just to be fucking post-Zoomer ironic. Anyway, all right, that's that's about all I've got. We hit almost about... We hit almost two hours. I don't know how long these shows are going to be. Again, what I'm doing is... I'm not falling into that trap that so many people fall into where they're waiting to set everything up perfectly and put out a perfect product and I want to wait until this, 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 this is this is done. I have no fucking idea what I'm doing with this. It's been six months since I've last been on the air. I have no fucking idea what I'm doing here. I just want to put out a product. I just want to kind of talk about stuff, what's on my mind. I will at some point come to develop a structure for what we want to do. Maybe do some bits, do the radio thing that I used to do. Take your calls, do a live show, do all the stuff, expand, do all the good, goody, good, good, goods, be the proper influencer. <sighs> Fucking, I don't want to be an influencer. I hate it. All I want to do is talk to a microphone. I don't want to be an influencer, but that's not how it works anymore. But I'll talk more about that uh, too, as well as more of the show goes on you'll get to know me maybe i don't fucking know look the thing that you'll enjoy i despite the fact that i made a bit about this on the twitter handle like the half human half ai hybrid shock jock i would like to think that there's not a lot of people that you're gonna get this level of uh i, I don't I, you know what? i'm not gonna phrase it like that i was about to say that you're not gonna get this level of realness from yeah all real baby no it's not gonna be that it's just the problem is that everybody else sounds so fucking fake everybody else is clearly putting on a pr voice i hate it everything is just so goddamn corporate even all the fucking comedians that used to rail against being corporate all sold out to corporatism you don't think Spotify is fucking corporate? Come on. <coughs> God. All right. My 
fuck me, my throat can't take this right now, man. It's like it's like when you don't go to the gym in a while, and then the first time you go back, it it's fucking it's a killer at the end. Ugh. That's how my voice feels right now. Anyway, uh, thank you for watching. If you listened, you probably did so over on uh, YouTube, more likely. At some point, maybe after I get doxxed, I'm sure, or if I'm ready to dox myself, I'll do shows with the camera on, and we'll do that whole thing again as we build up a little bit more. But for now, look, this is audio only. This is a true fucking radio show, baby. For now. Maybe we'll get into, like, Twitter spaces. Do some of that. I, I, I fucking love Twitter spaces, by the way, because that... If, if nobody's doing, like, a shock jock style talk radio show on Twitter spaces, then you're missing an opportunity. And if they're not, then I'm going to be the fucking first. I'll figure it out. So help me God. So help me God. But, uh, yeah, I'm not going to fall into that perfectionist trap. I'm just talking, talking, going to put it out, going to keep Twittering. You can follow me on Twitter at, uh, if you would like, lighthouse underscore SJ. Where's my name, Elon? Please. Please. Anything else? Oh, yeah, podcast. Um, I'll link it on Twitter. Just go follow the Twitter for now or YouTube. I will link the podcast on uh, Twitter and YouTube, those videos, because the podcast apps, like, until you upload, like, a couple of episodes, they don't really start. I don't know. Some of the podcast hosts are weird. Just stay up. Look, if you're following, if you're subscribed to YouTube, um, it is youtube.com slash, uh, it's at Lighthouse Shock Jock. Full spelling. Full on Twitter. Not on Twitter, on YouTube. On Twitter, though, it is Lighthouse underscore SJ. Waiting for the handle that I really want. Come on, Elon. Fuck. You're already on succession, goddammit. Can you not take time from buying Fox News like you're not doing in real life? Come on. I need your help. So, uh, yeah, you can follow over there. Um, at Lighthouse underscore SJ on Twitter. YouTube.com slash at Lighthouse Shock Jock, full word. Or you could probably just search for it on YouTube. So... Yeah, that was fun. I, I say that was fun as though I didn't spend the first hour like fucking losing my mind about realizing that my whole relationship with my mom might be fake. Anyway, love you. See you next time. Goodbye. Peace.
listen, you son of a bitch. What the fuck's your problem? 